We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 14 of the Drop Anchor Podcast. Lucky me. Hey everybody, this is Josh. This is Kendra. We've got some news this week. Good news, I think. <laughs> well, we got the survey back and we, you know, we'd been waiting a few days and we finally got it back and it's like this 60 page document that I've got to go through and it, it dawned on me that most people don't know what a boat survey entails um, as far as both the, you know, what happens when you're on the boat and are getting one and then the actual written report. Well, even at that, I didn't, didn't read it. No, right. <laughs> you left that to me. <laughs> but you know what's funny? Thinking about it right now, I read all the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The home inspection reports. Right. And you don't. I usually go over them. Correct. You you know more about houses, and I I've, I think at this point I, I might know more about boats. I think you do. Yeah. I think some of that would be gibberish to me. I mean, you were showing me some of it, and I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> right, right. So the survey itself, like I said, it's 60 some odd pages full of photos and write-ups. And um, I guess what happens is a surveyor has uh, three main categories that, at least our surveyor anyway, this, this time I around. Say they, I think they do it different. Um, they, they break everything down into three main categories as far as findings go. And it's not good, better, best. It's not that kind of category. It's this is important. This is critical. And this is something you just might want to think oh, about. Our homeowners report. Uh, it breaks it down that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The last one we got was like that. Right. And it has to do with actual like security standards. So anyone mm. who's a licensed surveyor goes through and like, for instance, I don't know what all the, you know, the alphabet soup acronym codes are, but something like XYZ standards require that, you know, wiring needs to be done like this. And so if something wasn't done correctly, it'd fall into that category. So, but something about like reports like this, what's interesting is houses or boats. There's not a standard. It's not like they all use no, the is. same one. No. Oh, okay. Like, so not a standard like formula of how it's they written. They all do it the so, like, right. I, I mean, you. we've gotten probably four different uh, home inspection reports in our marriage, and when I get one, I'm like, ugh, this is like nothing like the one I've gotten. I and, see, I, yeah. and I've seen my dad's. Like you mean the reporting isn't standardized, right? Right. Right. So, like you saying that he did it a certain way. Well, that's just the way he does it. Right. Right. Well, okay. Everybody no, does I, I it so different. Right. Just for clarification, though, <laughs> there are standards. <laughs> like yeah. the insurance company requires that someone who's certified under yes. XYZ standards but do part it a of certain the way. Part that I don't like is because we've gotten several of like. Again, I'm only going off of the home. I've gotten several, and it takes me a while to, like, kind of break it down to how that person is describing if it's a problem or not a problem. Because they say oh, it differently. Right. Or, like, maybe, like, one to three is their one is good and the next guy's one is bad. Or Yeah. It's, it just takes me a while to realize, like, how this person is communicating that to me. Right, right. I think, so uh, in addition to that, there's also this kind of bias that's built in. Some surveyors really feel like they need to protect the buyer and make everything sound worse than it really is. And mm. we have some other surveyors that don't want to kill the deal 
and will describe I, things not as bad as they really are. And I've got homeowners reports like that too. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I've, I've got my dad in my back pocket for a house, so I'll show him something and he'll laugh. Like that's not even a problem at right, all. Right, right. But then he'll see something that was. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and, so and, it's hard to say. Right, and and I'm also learning that. Uh, still being not super new to boating, but new to some of these systems. Like just for example, there was something on uh, on this on this bayliner that we're looking at where the surveyor said, "Hey, this is an issue. It's very confusing. I'm not sure what's going on here. You need to find out." And so I got on the Facebook boat group and asked the question. And one of the people right away was like, "If that's the biggest problem, you've got yourself a nice boat. Like that's mm. not a, an issue. Mm-hmm. That's an easy easy thing to repair." So again, it really does depend on. Uh, what that bias might be from, and from I think the surveyor. That people should get educated. I like that you look yeah, it up. Yeah, for sure. And when it comes to houses, like the next house we buy, I plan on crawling in the attic myself. Not even like, I think we should get a home inspection. That's fine. But I don't even trust it. And right, I won't go right. into detail about this house. One day we will. <laughs> and not how, on this episode. <laughs> um, I should just crawl in the attic myself. Right, right. I could have seen what was wrong with this house. Before we bought it. Before yeah. we bought it. Because I did crawl in this attic <laughs> later. <Afterward>, yeah. <laughs> so I think it that it is important as humans when we own something. We're you know I think that our girls should know more about a car than I do. I, I should know more about a car. If you own <laughs> it, you should probably know how to do these things. Right. Same with a house or a boat. So with the results of this survey, um, and again, this is for folks that know nothing about boating, nothing about the process. Um, and you don't get this kind of thing on a car. Like you don't get a car inspection when you buy a car. You take it to like mm. your trusted mechanic and they kind of give it a once over. But do we or would we just buy it? No, no, no. I mean, some, we <laughs> are comfortable with cars because I know cars. Oh, okay. Um, I just look at it. It's pretty. Right. <laughs> We've owned a lot of pretty cars. Um, the survey is kind of your, your last line of defense. Everything that's in there is designed to make sure that you're fully informed. And in some cases... You're going to see something in the survey that, and whether or not the surveyor tells you, like, don't buy this boat, but there may be something in the survey that makes you say, this is either going to cost me way too much to mm. to buy it, you know, with all the repairs that have to get done, or this might be a safety issue, and I don't know enough about what I'm doing to to proceed. And for us, safety is a biggie because we plan on living on for it. For sure, yeah. Even with our boat, there were some things that with our Tollycraft that mm-hmm. showed up in the survey that I looked at it and said, you know, I'm very comfortable with those things. Um, the cost of the parts, it isn't too bad. I can do the labor and I was able to take some wiring. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was fairly simple to, to take care of. So for folks that don't know what they're doing on a boat, I think a lot of folks might be interested in just buying a turnkey. It's a perfect boat, but you're going to be hard pressed to find anything like that. Boats aren't really, aren't really that way unless you're buying a brand new boat. We're the kind of people that don't want it to be completely perfect. We do like some projects. Yeah. Yeah, like, we don't mind that. Our current boat didn't have curtains, and I was super excited to research how to make the curtains for the boat. Right, right. And to use I that, had to, the rod track system they had or whatever. Right, but I had to find like the parts for that. I had to look them up and yeah, um, made the curtains. So with this survey that came back, uh, a couple of things that showed up in there under the you know certain standards, I'm not worried about at all. Like mm. the the previous owner Nathan had a couple spots where he had unwired something and left it available to put something else in. And so just wire nuts that are on there, Mm. according to official rules, like you can't do that. They have to be capped a certain different way. But the reality is it's, it's not an issue. So some of that stuff, I just kind of glanced over. 
Um, there's a couple of things that I didn't understand in the report. And so I'm doing a little bit more research to make sure is that, is that going to be an issue or is that a simple fix? Right. Um, and so this is also a learning process for us as well. Yeah. I mean, we've only been doing the boat thing for two years. So we're, I would say we're still relatively new. Right. Right. Um, and of course, I think every time you go bigger, you're introducing more systems. Right. Right. Just more. St- and, and when it's newer, I mean, it seems like it's better, but then there's also more electronics that could fail. There's more motors <laughs> that could do things backwards or whatever. Um, I know. You like the old stuff. I like my power windows. You'd be okay to crank it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I like all my I like all my buttons that I get to push in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think my project car has a total of about seven wires in it at all. So <laughs> we're not gonna talk about your car. Hey, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so with the survey back, uh, the next the next step is for me to uh, decide whether or not I need any changes made and I can send that back to the seller or um, decide we like it the way it is, let it yeah. go. And it's um, the same thing with a house. Like you're negotiating exactly um, what you'd like fixed before you move in and what you're willing to fix when you move in. There's one more thing. Uh, there's one more hurdle, which is the insurance company. And I don't know. <laughs> oh. I don't know how much the insurance company is concerned about some of the miscellaneous things. I think that they just need to make sure that nothing is major red flags. Well, um, probably like the hole is intact. Is yeah, yeah. Insurance wise, they don't want it sinking. <laughs> um, any sort of and any sort of bank that you're getting a loan with is also going to want that information as well. Right. So, so there's that. Um, but I think that's those are the final hurdles, the final things that need to get done before we say, yes, this is our boat, right? On our end, yeah. Yeah. We are really, really close. So we're trying to sell our boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been at our boathouse more often than I think we ordinarily would be because I keep having to show the boat to people that are interested in buying it. Or that's at least what are, you're have doing. expressed interest. I'm, I make trips to like bring stuff that we're going to live with to the boathouse right you're going to show the boat right right so you're you're trying to keep the the boathouse area clean i'm trying to keep the boat clean <laughs> um make sure everything is nice and tidy inside um man today so today's saturday and i've already shown it once this morning i'm showing it again here in an hour i know our coffee time got interrupted and then <laughs> showing it again this afternoon um so that tells me that i've got the price right for the boat i mean people are are interested and this is not normally boat buying season i don't think except for that we bought this boat in september and we're buying oh, a boat that's in true. september so right now we bought huh. two boats at this time of year <laughs> yeah that's true i guess maybe with the season winding down and boats are on boat. sale i guess our first boat was in august so like all three boats we've bought at this time at the end of the season all right Maybe, maybe I'm completely it's boat, wrong. Maybe, maybe it's, it is boat buying maybe season. Maybe it's boat buying season, and that's why you're getting calls. Huh. Well, okay. I might be completely wrong there. Okay. Well, um, between showing our boat um, and taking stuff out to the boathouse, taking stuff to the storage unit, mm-hmm. we've got this giant dumpster that I think I mentioned last week that we had in our in our driveway to get rid of stuff from the house that we definitely know, don't need to I bring with us. I don't know why we didn't order a big dumpster. Like every time we've ever moved? Yeah. Right, right. Because we make trips to the, you know, dump if we need to. Um, But this was much easier. Yeah. So that's going to go away on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then I think between just a little bit of yard work and... Uh, 
finding a place for just no. the last few things. I think I we're think, ready. I think we're more ready to move on to the boat housewise. It's just getting the oh, boat. We, <laughs> right. so. we just need the boat we're going to live on. <laughs> so that's Wow. Um, no, I mean, I've made a trip to the storage unit. Well, <laughs> we have to make a trip to the storage unit every day. Every single day we have to go to the storage unit now. Why, Kendra? <laughs> I don't want to say. We've got we've got a mouse problem. No, no, no. The storage, the storage unit, unit the company a has a mouse problem. Problem? This is not our problem. We didn't cause this or start this or do anything. Um, I started finding the poop. Yeah. Like we were going, and I'm like, okay, that's more poop. That's yeah. a little more poop. So I told you we should set traps last week. And how many have we caught, Josh? We are up to 10 mice that we've caught. Now, I apologize for anyone out there who does not like <laughs> yeah. mouse traps. If, if, yeah, if you're very um, concerned about the humane treatment of rodents that eat your clothing. Our daughter cried, our oldest. The first mouse we caught, she literally Sat cried. in the car and cried as so I emptied the trap. So we don't take any of the kids with us. Um <laughs> So when we first started this whole thing, bought, got the storage unit, we're moving, I decided, um, I thought we were moving onto the boat sooner. So I boxed up all my um, winter clothes of mine. And I, and I decided not to do a box because as a kid, we did a storage unit for a while. So I've learned that, you know, you can get mice in storage units. They can go through a box. So yep. I thought I, <laughs> the cat's trying to get out. Okay. So I, um. So I decided to put everything in bins that cost more, but I thought I will save things better that right, way. Right, right. So the weather shifted. So last, this this week, I decided I would go get my winter clothes. So I went to the storage unit, got my bin, and brought it home. <laughs> and I knew that I had made it really full. <laughs> Yeah, so full the lid so wouldn't seal on top. It was the lid was not completely sealed. So I opened the lid and on the very top Mouse I, poop. I saw mouse poop. And I thought, you've gotta be kidding. So I was thinking, okay, at this time we'd already caught a few too, so like we knew we were taking care of the mouse problem. Right, right. But I thought I better I don't know. I didn't know how to deal with it. So I dumped it onto the floor in the living room and like spread out all my clothes. So the mouse must have been in there for a while. So the thing that it enjoyed <laughs> eating or not eating, what are they doing? Like making a nest? Yeah, they're pulling fibers out. And for some reason, Ugh. your scarves make the perfect bedding. And, and my flannels. Yeah. So I'm like, a, I love flannels. Like My kids make fun of me when I buy a new one. <laughs> like it's in like the fall, winter. And so I started digging through it and there's mice poop everywhere and like, like full on holes through some of my flannels. Yeah. And clumps of material yeah. that the mouse had pulled together to make a little bed for itself. Yeah. And then on top of it. So <laughs> Josh, you were in the other room and I'm digging <laughs> through it and all, and all you hear me say is. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I'm working on my computer and I hear. The strangest thing. Kendra shouts out, I think it laid eggs. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what, we're just okay. talking about, what, what, so what? In my defense, 
It's no secret anymore that we had a slight flea problem for a little while. Uh Uh-huh. And so in my head, like, I had cleaned so much furniture and, like, getting rid of, like, flea eggs and poop or whatever. So now our house is clean. I promise. Um, So I guess I was thinking, like, some round round thing like okay maybe the mouse head fleas and the fleas head eggs i didn't mean the mouse itself but there was like this these like little flecks of stuff well they were they were grains right so you came like over from the field because behind the <laughs> you're like what eggs so you like, came mice over. don't lay eggs kendra <laughs> it was grains in their nest um so about half of the bin was destroyed every single scarf and i owned a lot i probably threw away like 10 they really liked your scarves they really did and some of them like my favorite one was my broncos colors that i would like to wear (laughs) especially right now in the fall football started and now i don't have my orange and blue scarf now the broncos are gonna lose so how many (laughs) how many of my things have been damaged by the mice nothing None. <laughs> Nothing has been touched. Like every time we go, I'm already just assuming, although we should look through your car. What if there's like a nest? I checked. It? Just my scarves, huh? Just your stuff. <laughs> it's always just your stuff. It is. It's just me. I have the worst luck uh, ever on anything. Like if something's going to go wrong, it's me. Like like there's that movie, uh, what is it called? Uh, Pure Luck? Uh, I think so. Uh, let me look it up while you're talking. Keep talking. Let me look it up. <laughs> well, anyway, like, it's just one of those things. Like, if something's going to fall or break and there's, like, like, you would just hand it to me because, you know, you're going to test your product on me or whatever because you know it's going to fail. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's pure luck. It's uh, a funny movie. Um, Watched it with the kids not that long ago. Yeah, with Martin Short, Danny Glover. Yeah. If you listen to our podcast up, you'll hear me say like she references movies. <laughs> I do, like oh, I had one that I thought of this week too because I feel like this is episode fourteen, and we're not living on a boat, but our podcast is about living on a boat. Like that's the right. reason we started it. And so I was gonna say, like, um, there's the whole, are there gonna be dinosaurs on your dinosaur tour? Uh huh. From Jurassic Park, I know that reference. I was gonna say. Are you going to talk about living on a boat on your living on a boat podcast? Uh-huh. So <laughs> this whole uh, thing about Kendra's stuff getting eaten by the mice is kind of an an odd, consistent running theme in our family. <laughs> um, I used to think it was like just us as a family, like like we Cullies are sort of jokingly cursed with bad luck. But I think we've actually isolated it down. It's, it's just Kendra and then somehow she managed to pass this on. Like, if it's genetic, obviously it's not. This is all just in fun. Nothing but happened to me on Friday the 13th. That's true. That's true. As I did as, stay home. As far as we know. <laughs> I did stay home. Um, but our middle child yeah. also seems to to suffer from this bad luck thing. And it, it's it's simple things like, um, you know, she she paid last year for the her yearbook. And then when she finally went to go oh, get yeah. it, she's the one student in the entire like, school where they lost her order. Right. We can't find it. And then they made her go around the school looking for it. Right. Which they never found it. Uh, if we ever go through the <laughs> drive through, if either one of them are in the car, there's something. It's, it's usually yeah. their thing that got messed up or got left off there's the order. There's no food Constantly. 
Um, we're also those people. And again, I, I say we just because I only notice it. You know, I don't do a lot of shopping by myself, so I notice it when Kendra's with me. But we go to the grocery store, and somehow one of the items that we are trying to ring up doesn't have the barcode on it. I always, and there's none left. Always <laughs> grab the one that doesn't have a tag. Yeah. Always. Oh. And or we'll get home from the mall constantly. And, and they left that magnetic tag <laughs> thing on where if you try to break it off, it like squirts ink everywhere. Just me. <laughs> and I swear I check. And now Morgan watches them like a hawk when we go to the mall. Yeah. Because we are always coming home. And maybe you're listening and going, oh, I come home with those all the time. Like, um, no, no, not like us. Tell like me every time. If you do. <laughs> because it's, oh, I think man. one Christmas, it was like the night before I'm wrapping gifts. And it was like, oh my gosh. Like, so I'm going to have to give this kid their clothes item with the thing on it. Right. And tomorrow, honey, we'll go to the store and, and get we'll that exchange or taken off. Because, like, oh the alarms don't even go off sometimes on me. So, right. <laughs> I, I make it home. So, you are the unlucky one. Yes. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> so, w- that was, I think you're giving me my little segue into my dentist appointment. Yeah. So the one place you don't want to be unlucky at is at the dentist when there's a person with a high-powered drill in your mouth. Yeah. So, Kendra, what happened? <laughs> well, nothing with a high-powered drill this week. Right. <laughs> um, so I had braces when I was 14, so okay. a long time ago. And, you know, when you get braces, they say wear your retainers for the rest of your life. Raise your hand if you do. <laughs> None of us, right? Um, I did for about three or four years. I think when I started dating and kissing, like you just <laughs> wear them less and less. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but uh, my front, like my front four teeth were the ones that were like the really crooked. And um, so when I got my braces off, the orthodontist told my mom that there was this procedure that they could do to keep them straighter longer. To prevent them from trying to <laughs> shift back. So yeah. what I've been told is that when your teeth come in, like that's just the the pattern or like the way that they know that they should be. When you get braces, you're like stretching the bands that are holding your teeth in place, like into a position that they aren't used to. And right, so, the retainer's there to constantly right, fight against so that. Right, yeah. so the retainer's there to keep that because your teeth always want to go back. They And I've been told this by other dentists, like your teeth remember, and so they want to go back. Right. So the orthodontist told my mom there was this new procedure that they could do that would prevent that. And okay. my mom told me later, like, they never really explained to her what it was. <laughs> oh, so new procedure, go for new it. New procedure. Uh, and so I got out of school early went to the orthodontist and um, went, you know, in the back. And I started getting more shots than I was used to getting to numb numb things. Um, I was like sitting there kind of surprised. And um, they started the procedure. I was 14, but all I can remember in picture is all of a sudden there, this lady and the guy, the the orthodontist are both in my mouth doing stuff. (laughs) And I look, I could, out of the corner of my eye, I look at their gloves. And they're just covered in blood. I mean, there's so much blood. <laughs> so, from what so if they I... take all your teeth out, they're not going to move, right? <laughs> no. From what I, from what I can tell, and if like this grosses people out, probably like I don't try to be too graphic, but they took scissors 
that they went up between the tooth and my gums, between the two, shoved the scissors up there and cut <sighs> the tendons. So later explain like those tendons that are holding your teeth. Those he, are what your teeth are. Like that's what it yeah, remembers. Yeah, and so he said if he cut them all, they'll heal back to where my teeth are like straight now. And so that'll be their last memory is of straight. Oh my gosh. Um, the sound of like kind of cutting rubber bands and him looking like he's struggling. And there was so much blood. Like she's got a suction thing and I can see the blood going up. I can see Ugh. blood is still going down my throat. I can feel it. Um, so when the thing, the procedure is over, which it was such a nightmare. I wish I was asleep for it. Um, my mouth is full of gauze. I get out to the waiting room and my mom just has a look of shock. Like she didn't know. She really didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Um, so when we're leaving though, okay, I'm 14. I'm in eighth grade. Yeah, I think so. And, um, we're driving and like the first light we hit and, and I'm mad at my mom. I'm so mad because she, I feel like she put me through this. Right, right. You did this to me. <laughs> she's apologizing. She didn't know what they were going to do. We get to a stoplight and we pull up next to this car and I look over and it's the guy I have a crush on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had a crush on him for a long time. I really, really like this guy and he's in the car next to me and I'm bloody and I've got gauze coming out. I look a mess. Uh, I think I cried. So tears. I undo my seatbelt, I drop to the floor, and I drove home on the floor, wouldn't get out of the car. Like, oh, I was man. so mad. And I lost my voice for like two days, I think, from all the blood. Ugh, gross. So, so in theory, your teeth should have never moved again as a result of this right. horrifying procedure. I mean, I had to go through this, and I, like, you would think then, okay, so I went through this, my teeth aren't supposed to move. Well, the last couple of months, <laughs> I've noticed that my teeth are shifting and in a way i'm not enjoying and kind of going back to like partly where they were when i was younger and so i decided to go to the dentist to just find out like how can i either maybe get new retainers because i can see that they're moving i don't want them to move anymore right um anyway it was not a fun week i i sat there three times i did the procedure because they messed up once <laughs> the procedure to do what Oh, okay. The procedure was, it's this new cool technology. Okay. So back when we were kids, they did those clay molds. Like you bite into this you bite into that, or like, yeah, make an imprint and your you're like wanting to puke because it's hitting the back of your throat <laughs> and they're like, hold that there. So this new thing, they like take this giant wand and they scan your teeth and the same thing I think like your 3D printer would use. Um, or something like it? Yeah, kind of. It's basically it, a 3D scanner. It goes onto this screen, which is a touch screen, and they're like sitting there pivoting and turning all my teeth and, um, you know, showing me stuff. It was really cool. Um, but I got the new girl. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> she messed up. So then I had to go back another day because then the, the time frame, I was like, I can't stay any longer. I was getting my stitches out that day. I had two appointments. Yeah, you said she was like in your mouth for 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> trying to trying to figure out how to take pictures of your teeth. And I have a really uh small mouth. Like my mouth is small but my teeth are large. That's what I always have to tell people. Like <laughs> <laughs> the dentist has that written in their notes. They they do say that. Like they're like, "We know, we know your mouth is small." Like cuz I always have to tell them like you're trying to do something that's not possible. Like I don't my mouth doesn't open that wide. <laughs> um so then um the girl says to me when I got there uh 
the second day? She said, I thought I saw in your notes you don't do Novocaine. <laughs> and I have to say, yes, that is correct. Please don't take that out of my notes. That's a big part of uh, my dental stuff. And then she asks me why. <laughs> so, real quick, before you go on and explain, I, it, crossed, it crossed my mind just like now. how many things I want to say I've had that go no. wrong? Well, no, 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 no. So, like... Upon hearing that you don't use Novocaine, like the first instinct is like, whoa, you are super tough. Like that's awesome. But having just gotten done talking about how unlucky you are, I'm thinking one of these days Uh you're going to have something horrible happen and you're going to feel it all because you don't use any Novocaine. It's possible. It happened to my aunt. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Because she doesn't do Novocaine. They drilled her cheek. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. (laughs) Oh, man. I first figured out that I could say that I don't want Novocaine because my dad and my aunt don't get it. Okay. That's how I found out. Yeah. Um, But the reason I started asking that they don't give it to me anymore is because about five years ago, I was at the dentist for a filling and the dentist came in to do the Novocaine and he, you know, put like, did the shot thing. And pretty much instantly, I lost all feeling in half of my face. It drooped. He hit a nerve. Yeah, yeah. Um, you sent I, me a picture. Yeah. I was really worried. I think worried. I still have that picture. Like, he oh. left the room pretty quickly, so I didn't get a chance to tell him. I don't think we're going to put that picture on Instagram. <laughs> Why is it scary? <laughs> it's it, Well, honestly, at the time, it kind of was. It was. No, I was... I mean, I, I called you. I'm like, they're not coming back in here. What do I do? I couldn't blink that side, so my oh, eye wouldn't wow. close. I could not close it, no matter what I did. So I actually sat there holding it closed because oh, it was drying man. out. And then I couldn't breathe through my nose and my face was droopy. I'm guessing kind of like, like a stroke victim yeah, probably. Yeah. Some kind um, of palsy. Yeah. yeah. And so I couldn't smile. Like it was really bad. So when he came in, I'm trying to explain that to him through half of a working mouth. Uh. Um, and he was like, okay, okay, we'll just really quickly drill your tooth. And then we have some kind of reversal. That'll give you like as another shot to reverse. Yeah. So if you have any dentist buddies out there, ask them about this, because if I could get out of having a numb face for for (laughs) half a day with another shot, I would do that in a heartbeat. But the thing is, I don't remember it taking away all the numbness, but I was able to blink when he gave it to me. Yeah. And your face is fine. But he drilled (laughs) on it with my eye not working. And so I had to sit there with my eye open. So stuff splashing. Like not able to blink. It was miserable. And then when he was done, he said, and I messed up. (laughs) We're going to need you to come back. Oh, my goodness. Because we're going to have to drill it again. And just for the record, he drilled that tooth three times. Three separate times, times. yeah. Like in the same week. And he would say, I'm not going to charge you for this. I messed up. He was a new dentist. Um, (laughs) And so then the next day I was like, okay, well, I don't want you to drill it with novocaine just just i'm just gonna like put up with it just do it he was a nervous wreck so then he kind of blamed me he said he went too fast then and needed to do it again (laughs) and he said like that particular tooth he's like i mean you're gonna need a crown or something like that soon because it's like half of my tooth is gone he drilled so much of it away right he drilled so much away um so then he tried talking me back into Novocaine the third time, and I still said no. Um, and I have put in my chart ever since no yeah. Novocaine. It's actually not that bad. So 
it's it's pretty scary. Uh, as a result of Kendra being so tough, uh, I decided I'm going to try doing it without Novocaine. <laughs> I know, like, oh, if you can, I can. The, well, there's a little <laughs> bit of that, but it's more, I, I guess that's probably what it is mostly, but I'm telling you. Uh, you wanted to see actually, how tough I was. I wanted to see <laughs> if you were right about, because I mean, here's the thing. Either you just don't feel pain mm-hmm. or it's not that painful. And I would say it's probably a combination of the two. It is not a great experience. It's not fun. It's short-lived. But yeah, yeah. The, the pain's fairly short-lived. And being able to have uh, your face fully functioning and not have any numb parts uh, is pretty cool. Yeah. The fact that I can eat right away. Yeah. Because um, Not Novocaine, accidentally bite your lip or your tongue or whatever. Yeah. Because I had already been debating with this dentist for a while because... So I'm... Um, a lightweight like i say that and it sounds like i'm just talking about booze but i'm talking about like affect you heavy drugs and they affected my grandma the same way i remember when she was going under for one of her surgeries i mean she was a nervous wreck and i've done the same thing before i go um under for surgery i talk to the anesthesiologist yeah i talk to them quite thoroughly um try to explain to them like please just start out slowly you'll see that i fall asleep in like but don't just start out heavy right because i'm afraid i won't wake up from something too heavy and i have woke up before and had a nurse tell me i've never seen anyone on such a low dose and stay asleep for a surgery before yeah yeah like i'm a really lightweight so one of the times with the dentist he's like i'll give you a child dose and even then for like eight hours i'm numb no matter what i try caffeine running i mean i've had people tell me all these different things to get novocaine through your system it doesn't work yeah so well i've done it now twice and <laughs> it does make the dentist nervous it does oh they're, because they're afraid of wreck. hurting you um but yeah i, th- I think everyone should try it once <laughs> i mean it's, it's actually you you feel pretty, i mean you're a pound in your chest like i'm a real man now you know <laughs> um i suppose a real woman now if you're you know if, if you're a woman i try to just think of things that make me not think of where i'm at i guess and i just tell myself like yeah i know he's gonna hit a spot that hurts it's gonna hurt for a second because like they'll tap it like when they drill it like they might hit like that nerve but it's pretty short-lived i don't know i've had to sit still for quite a few tattoos too so i've gotten used to (laughs) yeah i don't know if that's the same thing i don't know you haven't had a tattoo (laughs) okay that's fair (laughs) That's fair. I mean, it doesn't hurt, but it's just kind of this weird pain that you know you're just going to do. I mean, I've also, with as many children as I've birthed, did one, Charlie, without an epidural. Hands down, would always choose no epidural after I did that. Yeah. So. You might (laughs) be a freak. I might be. But there's something about the feeling when you're done. So, at the dentist... When they're done, they tap you like tap your tooth. Yeah, to make sure there's no high spots. When on you're it. numb, I could, I would never be able to feel a high spot, and I'd end up having to go back sometimes because I'm like, well, now that I'm not numb, I can feel a high spot. But not being numb, I'm in complete control of what I can feel. Right. Um, and then with the epidural, I feel like epidurals also numb some kind of endorphin that you get after birth. Like, right. I felt so good after charlie i felt like we could leave the hospital i could run a marathon i <laughs> a little little dramatic there but okay i don't know you fell asleep i didn't you and charlie took a nap and i got up so all right all right 
anyway, I'm just not one for pain medications. So how what's going on with your teeth now? I'm getting a retainer. <laughs> okay, the the second time around, they did the 3D scan and it, it, they were able to get it done. And she's right. like, she's like, so with the scan, these retainers like they make them wherever, blah blah blah, and then you just come in a couple of weeks. We'll call you. You come pick them up, and we don't even need to see you. You just, put, I mean, they're because of the way the scan is, they just pop in, and nobody has problems with these. I'm anticipating <laughs> <laughs> right, you're the, that A, it won't fit right, and B, right. it'll be broken, and C, some sort of alarm will go off as you leave the building. <laughs> Correct. So when they say that kind of stuff, I just kind of nod like, uh-huh. okay. We'll see. <laughs> so speaking of luck, I wanted to do something um, only because I've sort of discovered that boaters are very superstitious. Really? Really, like like all kinds. Like I know I know certain athletes are superstitious. Like they won't oh. like change their underwear or something. You know, some weird thing. Um, if you're an athlete out there and, so and I'm gross. completely wrong, uh, you can correct me. But just weird things. I feel like super sport fans like wear sweat. Your brothers wear these sweat bands. They wear them I was all actually season that. long. Yeah. So gross. So um, there was a list of odd things that boaters find to be, or at least since the time of old, you know, old sailors and whatnot. Um, but are these current superstitions or something you're some telling? Some are. Okay. Some are. So, so just so we all are clear, I have no idea what you have written on that piece yeah, of no, no, paper. I know, you're I know. like sabotaging or, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Okay. So Go. number one. There are certain fruits that are considered unlucky for sailors. Why? Um, I no one knows for sure, but <laughs> there's a couple of there's a couple of, uh, of stories about why this might be the case. So the fruit. So take a guess. From old oh. old mariner time, what fruit might be an unlucky fruit? Pineapple. <laughs> nope, bananas. Okay, is that banana? Is it like slippery peels? That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> it's not. not? But no. <laughs> that, <laughs> no. Um, so there, there's two prevailing theories. Um, one is that bananas come from areas where there are certain kinds of spiders that are very deadly. So people I do might not like those YouTube videos. Because yeah. I like bananas. But those YouTube videos make it so that I don't want to open a banana. Right. Especially if it's in like a plastic wrap or whatever. Like, like you got a I bunch never of them. thought about that. Yeah, you yeah, know that that freaks me out every time. So the other thing okay. is bananas. Th- there may have been stories of of cargo ships carrying bananas and they went down at sea, and so it just kind of came, you know, went on as. Well, then it could have been any fruit. Sure, sure, sure. Well, yes, this is superstition, not <laughs> science. Okay, um, <laughs> but when I read that, I thought that's you know kind of a, an odd an odd thing because one of the boats we looked at was at a place called Banana Belt Boats. And oh, for them to have chosen a banana, I thought, huh, I wonder either. They either, might not know about it. Right. Either they, either something they, they weren't aware of or they are aware of. And it's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to outrun that bad luck. So who hmm. knows? So that's one. Um, number two. I pictured a sailor slipping on a banana peel, like across. <laughs> well, I'm picturing the... that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that uh, like the, one of the oldest Disney animations of Mickey Mouse on a boat and he's whistling uh-huh. while he, so apparently, and he's got a little tail back then. Yeah. Um. Apparently, whistling is bad luck on a boat. <laughs> so the fact that they use that, it, it's kind of an ironic thing if you're an old sailor because you. So can, do you think they knew that when they wrote that? I don't know. I don't know. But and anyone that was a sailor would think like, oh, this is one of those cartoons. Like already he's yeah. gonna get bad luck because he's whistling. Right. Right. I don't know if that's the case, but that's clever if it is. Yeah. Um. But the whole idea was that you could whistle up a storm. 
And so you didn't want to whistle because you didn't want to invite a storm. But hmm. if the if you were on a sailboat, you could whistle a little to get <laughs> the sails filled with, with wind. Honey, you whistled too much. I, right, right. <laughs> so those are two things. So number three, um, women on a boat is supposed <gasps> to be bad luck. That's terrible. But if you think back in the times of old sailors, if a, if there was a woman stowed like on a boat. How far back are we going? Because the Titanic has a ton of women and I don't think they were thinking the boat's going down because No, long women. before that. Long before okay, that. Okay, see, how far back are we going? I think we're going ancient times. Ancient mariners, like pirate times. But the whole idea was if you had but a ship still, full of a bunch of men. That doesn't help me. Okay, just before that. I mean, I, I, <laughs> you're, you're always thinking like early like, America, but no, before that. Right, so further than Christopher Columbus, he had women, um, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they brought families over. I'm trying over. to think of history right now. <laughs> so the whole idea Vikings? was... There's no th- That's too far back. <laughs> it was too far. <clears throat> that's too far back. Okay, so the point is, um, women on a boat full of men would cause a lot of strife and... Uh, it was seen as like it would cause trouble at sea. I mean, think of mutinies and whatnot. If if things happen as a result of the the turmoil that would it would happen if because there were of relationship turmoil. I think so. Well, jealousy. Okay, like if there's not enough women to go around. Maybe listen. I wasn't there. I'm just I'm I don't just know. reading this from this thing. This could get gross. This one. <laughs> okay, you brought it there. So number four, redheads. So this huh. is the strangest thing. So redheads were bad luck so you could not bring them on a boat unless this is where it gets weird <laughs> why you shave their head and le- oh well maybe but no it, <laughs> the 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 bad luck would be reversed if you managed to speak to them before they spoke to you but so, what's your proof of who spoke first well you'd know i mean it's not like you had to prove it to anybody you'd just, you just know prove it to yourself yeah so that's okay. kind of an odd one but the whole idea of redheads being bad luck or being a problem in society. I mean, that it might have all, all stemmed from old boating superstition. I don't know. I'd like to know. I'd like to know about the redhead that caused that. Like, <laughs> like what ship had a redhead right. that something happened and they blamed it all uh-huh. on that person. So far, it, like, was, was, a redhead, so far one... it was a redhead woman on a boat full of bananas <laughs> who was whistling. <laughs> I think we've covered all of it so far. Um, the fifth one is not to change the name of the boat. That one we had heard. We had. In fact, yeah, the that's boat, not a... our current boat, uh, whose name is Zorro Del Mar, we had thought about, oh, you know, we might change it, make it our own. And the guy that we bought it from, uh, Aaron, who owns Longship Marine up in Palsbo, said, yeah, that's bad luck. And he wasn't saying it like, don't, but I, you know, I think he was just. Yeah, I didn't get that. No, impression. but that's the first time we'd ever heard of that. I think it's just one of those like, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. But. So we, uh, well, consequently, we didn't change the name of our boat, but not, not because luck. of it. No, not because of that. Right. I make bad luck without following <laughs> <Right. laughs> superstitious stuff. Um, however, there is an out to that. So when you name. <laughs> of course there is. So when you name a boat, there's a boat naming ceremony. It's like the christening of the boat, right? Yeah, and like you hit the champagne on the side. Yeah, yeah. So to, in order to rename a boat, you have to do a denaming ceremony first. You have to make it an unnamed boat and then name it. So you hit what? <laughs> I have no idea. Because you hit champagne to like... You t- yeah, you break the bottle of champagne over the side of the boat or whatever. Right. So what, how do you undo that? How do you undo that? that? I don't know. Do you want to do that? Do you, you want to research it and find out? Because we're going to change the name of the boat? No. Just to know, I guess. 
We should know things. <laughs> okay, anyhow, so that's number five. Um, number six uh, is don't kill an albatross. A bird? It's a it's a kind of bird, yeah. Right? It's a seabird. You know how I know that? How do you know that? That movie, um, the cartoon Rescuers Down Under. Oh. Right? He's an albatross. An albatross? Albatross. <laughs> I can't say it. Huh. Well, don't kill one because they're supposed to protect that's, the lives of sailors. It's also uh, how I learned how to spell rescue. <laughs> oh, from that movie? Okay, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> As a kid, I would just sing it if it was like on a spelling bee. Number seven is, so you know the phrase, um, you know, you got to start with your right foot forward? Sure. Well, no. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard it a lot. Okay, maybe I haven't. So stepping onto your boat, according to superstition, must always be done with your right foot stepping onto the deck first. Always? Every time? Well, that's what the superstition is. If you if you step onto a boat with your left foot, you're bringing on a bad, uh, like a bad curse or a bad omen. But every single time? Don't tell Charlie this. Oh, yeah. She's going to do the opposite just because. No, I was thinking she actually like. Oh, yeah. She's our kid she's who needs everything like, to be symmetrical like, in her body. Right, like she, if she steps with her right, she got to step with her left. If she stepped on this, she got to do this. And yeah, it just feels like this is right up her alley of like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll blame her. <laughs> Charlie, did you get on with your left foot? Right. So uh, here's the last one. And this one is wacky. So apparently. There are certain days where it is bad luck to set sail. Okay? Oh. So the first one is you should never set sail on a Friday. Okay. Um, and I'm sure it's tied to some story where something bad happened to somebody who did. And that's how that got passed Every on. Every Friday? So never set sail on a Friday. Also, don't set sail on a Thursday. Okay. So we've taken two days out okay. of the week that you can set sail. Also... <laughs> the first Monday in April, you're not supposed to set sail. Why? I don't know. Did April Fool's Day la land on And also, you're not supposed to set sail on the second Monday of August. I'm trying to think if there's something in August, but I got nothing. Yeah, any specific holidays or anything? <laughs> right. So, no Fridays, no Thursdays, never the first Monday in April, and never the second Monday in August. And the other remaining days are all okay. But the good days oh. are Sundays. Setting sail on a Sunday is always good. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that I just have bad luck in life and following anything isn't going to help me. Well, if we believe in luck, perhaps <laughs> I should do everything I can to counteract that by enforcing uh, these rules. I see. You're going to make me step with my right foot on right foot the, only. Right, right. the boat every time. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get around the no women on the boat, though. Between you and our three daughters... I think that one is just going to Well, unless you just want to live on the boat by yourself. By myself, right? <laughs> oh, that would be sad. That'd be a sad life. Aw. Aw. <laughs> so that's my whole list. Um, if you if you search up boating superstition, you'll find similar lists all over the place. Um, but yeah, that's the, uh, that's the tie-in to your crazy luck. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else? No, I think uh, we got to wrap it up because you have another appointment to go show the boat. Indeed, I do. Indeed, I do. And then another one later this afternoon, I think. So yeah. um, I think, yeah, that's all so, that I had. This is our little coffee time. Yeah. I love you. I love you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. 
Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>